0: Ladies and gentlemen, they say, well, what's up, gays and theys? Oh, hello, ladies, gentlemen, theys and
1: gays. Fancy meeting you here.
2: Tell me what's worse than learning all that you led to believe was all horse crap. They distort, so question as if you war shack, horsemen, men and they've long been having the course mapped. It ain't that you can't see, cause you can find it, home, just that you don't want to. You cope by putting the blindness on. I've been trying to find some kind of way, but I've kind of known that y'all would rather whine and last to nonsense, cause your mind is gone. I can't save every person in politics and it's bringing the worst out the very earth. And every perk of living on this turf is being chipped at and nerfed, but I can't sit back and lurk. I've got to hit back. I'm certain it's my purpose. And it's a beautiful thing, too. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back
3: to The Underground. This is episode 39. This is our, uh, our Thursday episode. This is much more entertainment-based, generally. Um... I don't know, uh, Joseph. Why don't you go ahead and give them your spiel, and then we'll just jump right into it.
1: Let's do it. So, uh, here at the Underground Podcast, we utilize a value for value model system. Here, <laughs> you're so formal. And... <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> here I know, at the I was Underground, on purpose. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to sound like NPR. <laughs> Uh, No, anyway, so we use the value for value model system here, and basically what that means is, if you believe you're receiving value from us, then you can return that value you believe that you are receiving back to us in the form of your time, your talent, or your treasure. Treasure being your, excuse me, your money. Here you go.
0: I need you to be my apostles. I need you to go out and talk about it and say we owe this to each other. We love each other. (laughs)
1: yes be our apostles and (laughs) donate to us if you have enough faith you will donate to us uh by clicking on our show notes and going to our paypal link also you can donate to us in the form of your time and your talent as well So if you want to do audio editing, video editing, send us some artwork. If you want to send us uh, some news articles or videos, anything entertainment based, a movie or video game, a TV show, uh, music or whatever that you find interesting, you can send it to us. And if we find it interesting, then we'll put it on the show. Uh, Feel free to like and comment uh, on our clips that we post on youtube and odyssey those links are also in the show notes mm-hmm. uh, let's see what else is there i know that you can also if you do really really support us and maybe you just don't have the money right now on understand- this understandable maybe you don't have any talent times are tough maybe you don't have any time to do it uh even though you have talent and money well the best thing that you can do is share our podcast on social media, wherever you listen to us. Then the second best thing you can do is to download our episodes as well. You can also find me and David on Instagram and Twitter. But just remember, download the episodes. And what's the second thing they do, David? Um, Just go... go follow us
3: on YouTube and Odyssey and interact with us on there as much as possible. Yep. And um, share
1: our podcast. Yeah. Inter- share our podcast, share, it, share, yeah. it, share it. Um,
3: interacting on those platforms helps us get better reach with people who are also on those platforms. Yep. Um, and we might be able to pull more people to, um, to this and, you know, it opens up conversations, It you know, it opens up, you know, kind of a bigger community and things like that. And, um, you know for anybody who's kind of interested in what we're doing so that being said why don't we go ahead and jump into the first topic joseph which is um the first movie on on your list of movies on your way to becoming a more cultured um cinephile (laughs) i'm already cultured you swine um might i say that i i um I was trying to make some snarky comment about me not really enjoying this movie very
1: much. <laughs> I didn't enjoy it either.
3: <laughs> so do you go first. You go first. This is your this is your thing that it's I've a created for
1: you. I, I I'm gonna keep it short and simple okay. by saying it's a poor man's Tinker Taylor Soldier. Spy. Yeah, spy movie. <laughs> well so, it's Tinker Taylor Soldier oh, Tinker spy. Taylor spy. I'm sorry. <laughs> Tinker, Tinker Taylor, Taylor spy. Soldier Spy. Yeah. Tinker Ta Tinker Taylor Soldier spy. <laughs> it's okay. We'll add that one to the list. <laughs> i'm joking. Um it's such a good movie that movie is. This one tries to it's just
3: it's very um so the way it's, the way that I was thinking about it. Okay. Is it's very competent but it pushes no like boundaries in the sense that there's nothing that makes this stand out from something like tinker taylor or any other sort of period pieces uh whether they're spy centric or not right um it's very kind of paint by numbers Mm -hmm. uh the cast is good i mean i didn't really have any issue with the cast like it's not but i i wonder and this was something that i had actually there's a uh a youtube channel called um is it film courage is that right Um, tell me
1: hang on no now tell me now it's
3: called it's called film courage yeah so it's called film courage if you're really into sort of like the minutiae of filmmaking it's kind of cool Mm -hmm. because they they talk to people they interview people in the industry and talk to them about of like a lot of current either issues or things about um filmmaking in 2021 or you know last year or whatever and it's cool it's it's some interesting insight even if it's not something that you want to do or anything like that um but they were talking about how just because you have a story and it's based on something that's real doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be interesting and i kind of feel like this movie falls into that camp yes uh, that's why and it like it it's hard boring. huh
1: it's boring it's, it is boring
3: yeah and it and it, 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 it hard... it's just kind of
1: the the piece of it though like the piece is boring you know what i mean uh-huh i don't know if it's necessarily so much the director and writer's who did a bad job it's just not a it's, it's just it, not
3: exciting yeah it's not an interesting piece of history in the sense of like you can make a two hour movie about it it's interesting in the fact of hey did you know about this guy who smuggled a bunch of Russian secrets and he almost died because of it you're like oh wow that's kind of cool but if you're not willing to exaggerate if you will in some of the if you're not willing to use the the based on a true story thing and kind of push that in certain directions right Right. It just and it's
1: doesn't. It's more so. I feel like this movie is more so about the blossoming of the friendship between the two men who risk their lives for the greater good. Sure. Right. It and isn't... so it's a well intentioned mesh- message about the wider political change starting on a smaller scale. It's just. They don't really go into that too much. Yeah. It's un- underdeveloped.
3: Because there's like the, you know, you're like watching it and you kind of get the sense of that, right? But then Mm -hmm. he gives that, sorry, this might be a little bit of a spoiler, but it's like right before they're about to free him, right? He gives that guy that like kind of impassioned speech about like, you're the one who did this, like you're the one who um, like uh, saved um, everyone, you know, so on and so forth. And then it's so impassioned, but it's like, it doesn't feel earned. Like, I don't. Yeah, because the whole the whole like it, it I, I checked, it's like about the 30 minute mark. The last 30 minutes of the movie is when he's in the gulag. Yeah. And, and they're just like, oh, here's just like day in the life in the gulag. And it sucks. And he hates it. And you kind of feel bad for him. But it's like nothing. Ugh, totally competent, but does not. Get over the hill of being like, this is an excellent movie that I can recommend to people.
1: Yeah. It's an, it, I would say it's an average movie, maybe, right? Like views in the star system, maybe you could say th- three stars or whatnot, or two and a half. Um, yeah. It's like a, but it, it's just, it's just like they, the entire time it seems like they want you to empathize and relate to the, uh, to both men with the friendship yeah but like and that's a good desire it just falls short of doing that it's like you don't really you know you fail to grab the force between both of them you know what i'm saying
3: yeah um, so, i mean there, there's no chemistry is probably what you're trying yeah. to say that would be the term that they use it's, it's a term that gets used a lot with like when you have a male and female mm-hmm. in the role and and they're you're they're trying to the movie is trying to project to you that this is a a two people who want to be with each other, but they have no right. chemistry at all. Um, it can happen in that same thing when it's not like romantically linked, where two characters it's just like you're supposed to be like they're best friends, but you don't see it at all. It's kind of a similar thing,
1: right? I get what you're saying.
3: So yeah, I if you're into like period pieces, you might find something to enjoy in it otherwise I think this one's just going to be another one that kind of gets lost to the piles of streaming stuff that's out there right now which is really um unfortunate because the and and the other thing that kind of bugged me is that the uh what is her name slipping my mind that that she played the uh, CIA agent in it her last name's uh Yeah, yeah Rachel Brosnan yeah um she uh she's in Miss Maisel which is one of my favorite uh shows on Amazon Mm -hmm. hysterical agreed she's a great actress and she's just a piece of wood in this movie like they give her nothing to do she's literally just like she's just there and that's kind of how a lot of the movie feels um with different characters we're just like they're they kind of exist and they're they're not characterized at all i is there even is there even like a shootout or anything in this movie at all
1: i don't really remember anything i don't think there is and I really kind Listen. of stopped, you know, I hate to say it, but i kind of stopped paying attention to a lot of it. You know what I mean? It just didn't keep me interested, you know, so I would go over to my phone a lot. You know what I'm saying? hmm yeah,
3: yeah. And that's not a good, that's never a good sign. So what I was saying is that it's good that you, um, or or that we potentially are going to watch stuff that's not very good. Mm-hmm. It's actually a very good thing because it helps you understand the, de- and I know you to to a degree you understand this, but it helps you to be able to discern better the difference between a good movie and a bad movie. Right. And what makes those things what they are. Mm-hmm. And the only way that you can really learn that is by watching stuff. Right. Good it helps movies you,
1: and bad movies. Yeah.
3: You go, Oh, this reminds me of the courier. I don't like that because that is not a very good movie. Not the worst movie out there. Right. Right. Um, but not very good. And you can kind of start to, you know, gather your opinions and kind of you're able to cr- critique it a little bit more. Um, right. And then you could be like me where you sit and you listen to the uh, director's commentaries on everything um, after. him. I've started listening
1: to director yeah. commentaries because they're interesting to me.
3: Oh, yeah. You can learn. You can actually learn. Qu- that's how I f- I found out that um, Ian McKellen was gay. The who? The oh, Gandalf
1: oh the, yeah from yeah, he
3: that's how i found out he was gay because yeah. i was listening to the commentary right, and he and he said yeah he said he said something about that in the director's cut do- uh, commentary for uh, fellowship um uh, i don't remember exactly what it was because i haven't that was like years ago uh, but i was like oh okay and so you just you know and not all of them are good sometimes you get director's commentaries where you're like oh this is miserable I think uh the one for jojo rabbit wasn't very good it it was weird like they it's like they set him up in a studio to watch the movie and random people would be coming in and out of the room um to kind of like talk about different parts of the movie uh and what i always like about the director's commentaries is the detail that they give and like hey this is how we did this you know or interesting stories about a scene and the way that the scene worked Mm -hmm. out and that that one was just that one was not very good. That I don't I don't think Taiko I don't think Taiko Watiti's like strong point is talking about the details of things. He just kind of likes to be like goofy and funny. And so right. when he whenever he gets the opportunity, that's kind of what he does. Um, so, yeah, uh yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but
1: I think you know it's not it's not like a terrible movie. It's just not eh, inspiring. You know, I think that's the best way to sum it up. It's kind of, eh, you know? Yeah. Can't really recommend to friends. Right.
3: That's just, that's how it goes sometimes. All right. Uh, this kind of leads us to the next thing. Um, and I, I wanted to talk about this next subject, maybe somewhat briefly, uh, because I've, I've noticed, and we may have talked about this in the past on, on shows. Um, i've noticed this trend uh that's going around a lot and i and i can't kind of place a finger on exactly what has caused this right as sort of like a a a thought process for some people in different fandoms meaning you know if they're really big fans of like star wars for instance right Mm -hmm. um there is this this idea um where criticism of product or a, a specific like franchise right is now the same thing as like being mean or being
1: toxic yep, i've noticed that too um
3: i i you know i occasionally i find clips for the shows on um on tiktok um there's also a ton of garbage <laughs> on there too where you're like you're just like this sucks this sucks this sucks um but uh one of the things that there, there's a lot of like passionate fans of different properties on there but you see this thing all the time where you know you'll go into someone's comments just to see how you kind of to get a feel for like um it's it's a really good way to get a feel for like gen z a lot of the time and some of these younger groups of people and like mm-hmm. the way they feel about certain things just because that's who a majority of who uses that platform uh but one of the things you see is this like thing where people who post this stuff when they have opinions about something or whatever the case may be they'll they'll post things like we don't want any ray haters or toxic fans in in here don't even bother leaving a comment because i'll just block you and i it made me realize uh a, a lot of a lot of people i think just want to blindly love something without Understanding its faults, uh, and right. that, and and the reason that criticism is necessary is well, the way that it's supposed to work is it's supposed to potentially help a product get better, right? Exactly. So if someone writes, and we we talk about this all the time, and it actually like will bleed into uh, the next topic a little bit too, this specific thing. When people call Ray and Mary Sue, right? Um, they do so a lot of the time because they love the property, right? So they love Mm -hmm. star Wars and they're like, Ray kind of sucked because she was just good at everything. And no one ever like, she didn't struggle. She didn't work for anything that she had. She was just, Oh, I'm great. And you know, I'm the hero. And that's, that's just how this works. She didn't really have much of a personality. You know, you can't really point to anything where it's like, Oh, she's, she really struggled in these situations. She's pretty much just always over overcoming everything without, any problem. But you bring right.
1: this up. The all powerful
3: hero. Yeah. But you bring something like this up to the fans or fan, these specific types of fans, and they call you toxic. They say that you're just a hater or whatever the case may be. And it's, you're it's not
1: just empathetic, very. You're yeah. this, you're that. And it's really just, well, this is just a valid criticism, I'm not trying to be mean, just trying to be honest to. You know, recognize a fault within this property that doesn't make it. Doesn't make it to where you can connect on a personal level with the character, right? And the story as a whole, because it's just about what we were mentioning in our in podcast on Tuesday. It's about sacrificing everything else for the message. Absolutely, yeah.
3: And and that's um that's going around right. Like there's there's like memos and stuff about uh there were, and i think i can't remember if you brought this up to me a while back but there's there's like memos that go around uh that talk specifically about how certain characters can be written and that like a man can't be a woman's mentor he has to be either seen i think i
1: did tell you about yeah that. he
3: has to be either seen as like equal or lower um mm-hmm. and so you're right it's it's all about messaging over that and it's it's unfortunate because you try to bring up these elements right of hey Mm -hmm. marvel seems to be going down this very um uncreative path uh they seem to just continue to do the same thing over and over again uh the stories aren't really that good a lot of the stuff that they're doing doesn't make sense and then everyone just gets mad or they try to deflect on the stuff that they they specifically like about Mm -hmm. the property well it looks really good it's like yeah but it's 2021 if you're spending like like multi-million dollars on these productions right like if you're disney of course your stuff's gonna look good good. yeah and sometimes it doesn't even doesn't
1: i think the great counteractive part to that is squid games and how or squid game and how uh great of a movie it was because it didn't make any apologies for differences between a man and a woman and yeah. men being physically stronger than women. woman. So it's not like a movies you get all Hollywood now to where it's a 90 pound woman beating up a 300 pound man. Yeah. Right. And it's, you know, women are, they have to be craftier. They're they're They have a in squid game, um, you know, more empathy and sympathy. I mean, you look at the Marvel game, right. And you see that, you know, the two ladies, uh, spend all their time, talking to each other and connecting almost as if that's how they're figuring out who right. should be the one who dies right? Yeah, right episode six and then they just pay uh <laughs> play a stupid game to where one of the characters not you know spoil or uh doesn't you know just drops it right because yeah. she's like you have something to live for i don't and so then you also have different attention to detail and just different benefits and strong strengths that come with being a woman and it also highlights the weaknesses of being a woman right and then the strengths of being a man and the weaknesses of being a man
3: you, you want to know one of the speaking of squid game because you're absolutely right you want to know one of the things that i and i, I might be wrong about this detail but it, it right. was a thought that came to mind and this is slight spo- well it's a pretty big spoiler so i mean I, I can't imagine at this point if you're listening to this and you haven't seen squid game that you actually have either any interest in in it or you already Mm -hmm. have seen it but it's a it's gonna be a spoiler um the fourth game so the hopscotch slash jumping across the glass yeah game speaking of sort of the way that details work and the way that uh the women in the show have to be craftier right Mm -hmm. the the crazy lady whose name i can't remember but she's like kind of like nuts or whatever and nobody really likes her in the show Um, And she's constantly trying to like Manipulate people in order to like uh, To survive Mm -hmm. Um, So she kind of realizes Like her fate because this game is clearly Meant to um, Pretty much wipe out a majority Of the players Um, Mm -hmm. And the Big bruiser guy who she has Like a a brief relationship with early on In the series um, Is essentially blocking Everyone uh, From going forward and do you know i think i think this is the case you know how she learned to do what she did to him how the tug of war game
1: Oh, cuz you know how yeah. she like
3: grabs him and she leans like all the way back and he can't do anything yep. about it i'm i'm like 99% sure that's a good sure. catch. yeah i'm i'm like 99% sure that she did that because she learned that power wasn't everything in the um in the tug of war game and used that to her advantage to overcome uh essentially like the main one of the main antagonists Mm -hmm. of the show um which is really cool um and yeah and you're right like can you could you imagine a character like her written in an american made show nowadays where she's essentially like this insane like she's in some to some degree the stare like the jokey meme stereotype of um like what men think women are like all the time
1: (laughs) oh yeah dude so this that brings me to my question about this just since we're on it real fast did you relate at all like to squid game did you see yourself in it no uh yeah but did you relate on it in, in some level like addiction or human traits, or you know could you like even though you couldn't see yourself in it could you like you had understand why the characters did what they did well, right why yeah, someone yeah. would and, do
3: and i think that's different okay and maybe i'm not the like the the like gonna give like the typical answer or whatever um mm-hmm. but i don't i didn't really relate to any of them but that doesn't mean that I can't relate to the story and what's going on. Yes. Right. So even exactly. on even on like a basic like if you if you broke that show down to like a really really basic level, this idea of like people who are struggling, whether it's their own fault or not, mm-hmm. doing something that they one hundred percent like have to like what am I trying to say? uh the, the 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 almost like whatever it takes to um to have things change you know what mm-hmm. i mean um so yeah i mean i n- there's not like a specific character that i 100 i'm like yeah there's like moments right. right where so like in the red light green light game where the uh uh the immigrant the, I, I think he's iranian right mm-hmm. um he saves the main character right he grabs his shirt and he like holds him so that he doesn't lose right I there's think
1: like he's uh I think he's
3: from pakistan he pakistani? he's pakistani but he's sense. indian okay um e- either way uh he's like right. the he's the the he's essentially the immigrant in the show because mm-hmm. he's he's like the only character who's not korean uh who's right. participating um yeah i mean like I, again i didn't really relate with him on any sort of level right i mean he's pakistani i'm not pakistani right, right. um but there are these like moments of like human kindness or um, deceit or other things like that that maybe I can't directly relate to that, but the, it works because you can understand that, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't have to di- like. Here's the thing, right? I don't have to directly see myself in characters to enjoy a good story and a good show, right? To
1: Inter- to, to feel what the uh, this is what I mean maybe not relate but be able to feel what they're going through sure. and understand it yeah because and I think that's what matters because in Hollywood <laughs> all they push all they push is agenda right yeah I and absolutely. so you don't have to I don't have to be a white guy seeing another white guy in order to be re- relate to him right um or seeing someone who's a American white Christian male or whatnot these were all Asians I watched uh the uh I didn't watch the dub version but the subtitle version of the show and completely understood a lot of the characters where they're coming from had empathy from time and again and even the hero of the story right you see him try to swindle and bait an old man in that marvel episode to when his life is on the line and so you see things you're like it's just such great character development and relatability to use a just a simplified oversimplified term for this show that brings it together to counteract you know everything that the agenda is pushing you know you have nuanced characters nuanced men and women uh, they don't shy away from things they embrace them and man we had to go halfway around the world to find that
3: yeah and that's what's so crazy it's like i've been watching dark which is german Mm -hmm. and it's significantly better than pretty much i I mean we're gonna we're gonna talk about it in this episode but most of the stuff that's coming out from america like american studios it's just trash it is all of it's just trash
1: speaking of trash go ahead and get into that
3: Uh, oh i was gonna talk about the comics gate stuff first okay go ahead let me do that and then we'll we'll get into the the trashy how i spent my weekend basically
1: (laughs) okay go ahead
3: (laughs) okay so um i wanted to bring this up uh because it it was kind of shocking to me and it's kind of like that episode on tuesday where it's like are we like now considered it it, people are like putting all these like labels on other people um and the way it's like oh i guess now i'm you know anti the jab or whatever Mm -hmm. um and it's like now now we're part of um like comics gate Mm-hmm. uh so this whole thing happened with uh with dc uh where it says rumor dc comics threatens to blacklist any freelancer associated with comics gate this is from bounding into comics they're they've been a great resource for us um and so i you know and I, I think they're actually it's it's pretty well written um so i would you know uh recommend checking them out um they've done some pretty pretty good articles uh just about all sorts of different stuff whether it's movies video games tv that you know. So, let's see. So, uh according to a rumor, uh DC Comics is reportedly threatening any freelancer who is caught partnering with ComicsGate in any capacity with a lifetime ban from working. So, mm. in order to make this all make sense to everyone, I got what I thought was a pretty fair definition of what is considered ComicsGate. Um so, Uh, It says, what is Comicsgate? Comicsgate, or hashtag Comicsgate, is an online movement that believes that comic book industry, especially publishers Marvel and DC, is oversaturated by political messaging that appeals explicitly to one demographic that is not interested in the medium uh, to the detriment of the existing consumer base and the industry as a whole. Uh, it also uh, it, uh, it also addresses a lack of professionalism Inclusivity, objectivity And accountability of the publishers and their employees When dealing directly with Customers um, mm. So maybe not so much In like the comic book realm But this kind of sounds like us
1: Yep That's Exactly <laughs> I mean like, it's Everything we have been saying You know It's it, it, It's disheartening and how dare dc go after freelance writers and it's not like you can't say well this is the competition standpoint of it well they're not saying this about if you go and work for marvel they're a direct competitor yet, right yet. they're yeah they're saying comic gate so right. that speaks for itself
3: yeah it's just another one of those things that they're attaching uh gate on the end of
1: hmm to make it worse
3: yeah, like uh Pizzagate.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh what were some of the other it's ones? purposeful. Russia Gate. Yep. Uh there was another one we talked Anything
1: about. a
3: Means that it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's 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 we're clearly the playgate, the...
1: spy gate.
3: Um so I uh, the, oh. the if you want to read a little bit more about what Comics Gate is, it's uh it's in the show notes. Um, mm-hmm. oh there's actually comments on this. Um, the thing is it's it's really weird to a degree because a, a lot of this is just the truth, right? Like I don't understand why they're they're creating something called comics gate if like who who's being like okay, so like Watergate, right? The whole thing behind that was something came out about someone that was like massive and was going to like blow up Nixon's presidency. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, in right. very like simplistic terms, that's what was going on. How is that the same as people being upset that the comics they've loved forever or in our, in, in our case, like movies or video games or whatever, you know, um, even some comics, like the, it, it's like, I'm not by any means uh, an expert on that stuff, but there are comics that I like and they've messed with some of those as well. Um, what, what, <laughs> How, how is it considered a quote-unquote gate?
1: Uh, it's just purposeful tactics to be able to uh, go ahead and give people a predetermined idea and a yeah. set of assumptions to label these people as. Yeah, put us in camps, something like that. Yep, exactly.
3: So Division,
1: divide and conquer.
3: Yeah, obviously, um, it's still kind of like rumor. Yep. Uh, and, and I'll, you know, we'll keep an eye on this uh, to see if anything kind of come comes up of it. Um, if, if it turns out to actually be true, and if Marvel follows suit, um, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this kind of gets bigger and it starts moving into like video games and movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, GamerGate, right? That was a thing too. That yep. was the one that we talked about. Was GamerGate? Um, yep. Which was actually some of that was really bad. Um, on the side of the people who was who were calling. Uh, everybody like sexist and misogynist like some of those people yeah. did some awful things terrible things. um but yeah i i don't know man i just i found that kind of interesting and it's like you know like i was saying tuesday we were talking about uh the holy poke and essentially being put into camps uh because of opinions about that and then now it's like our opinions about this it's like oh
1: great we're in another camp <laughs> <laughs> it is never it's a never-ending list
3: yeah absolutely um okay so let's talk about some trash american television for a minute because um, this it was this could have been more of a rabbit hole but i didn't want to spend two hours talking to you about this stuff um, okay but it is kind of interesting right so as i was talking about on tuesday i had a cold uh, over the weekend and i didn't really feel like doing anything i was i was trying to take like a bunch of um uh like medicine and and just kind of like chill and recover uh and sleep when i could and mm-hmm. um so i was like well i'll watch some tv i'll catch up on some stuff and that's when i watched the courier um and i uh youtube youtube what am i saying uh, netflix put out the third season of the show you do mm-hmm. you know anything about the show
1: yeah i know about the show you okay. my wife likes this show okay i think it's
3: trash it is trash um most of what's on i mean i think we've talked about this too but most of the stuff that, that's on netflix is trash like it's, i told her
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm just good um, nah, but yeah i think it's trash
3: okay so i put this in the show notes so you may have seen it the third episode right of the third mm-hmm. season uh is called missing white woman syndrome how much do you know about this term
1: i know quite a bit because when it first came out with this gabby stuff someone posted Mm. that uh black women um and people of color i think don't get as as much attention as uh you know white women do so i looked at the statistics because they had also said even though people black women and people of color maybe they just said people of color are Uh, um, the terms
3: are like interchangeable it's
1: missing more so than uh Um, white people are i think they said as a whole and so i looked at numbers and white men and women go missing way more than black uh, women and men do and then other people of colors and then even if you do it based off of the population per capita and everything like that that's still the case and so basically what they're getting at is why is this gabby case blowing up but not this other person of color case and i'm like well don't you remember when the
0: hang on hang on hang hang on on,
3: on. you're getting ahead okay go ahead I'm going to gonna stop you so I can play this clip, okay? Because this ahead, is exactly in reference to what you were talking about. Gotcha.
0: If you've been watching the news for the past yeah, days or on then. Twitter or, or TikTok, you're probably familiar with the name Gabby Petito, the 22-year-old aspiring social media influencer who was reported missing after her fiancé returned from their van life excursion without her on sunday human remains believed to be potatoes were found in a national park in wyoming no family should ever have to endure that kind of pain and the potato family certainly deserves answers and justice but the way this story has captivated the nation has many wondering why not the same media attention when people of color go missing well the answer actually has a name missing white woman syndrome the term coined by the late and great Gwen Eiffel to describe the media and public fascination with missing white women like Lacey Peterson or Natalie Holloway, while ignoring cases involving missing people of color. Daniel Robinson uh, is a young black man, he's only 24 years old, five foot eight. 165, black hair, brown eyes. That's his description. His dad has hired a private investigator to find him. Um, he's missing part of an arm. He was last seen driving away from his job site in the Buckeye, Arizona desert, on June 23rd. And his case struck me because it's its very similar. He's missing in—you in a, this, you know, the same part of the world. Um, it's a case that it has all of that same kind of sizzle, the sort of mystery of it, this young man uh, who just goes missing. You ask any person of color, you ask a black man who's... The, if they have that sort of privilege ask a poor it's not white a person privilege no it's hold a on. right i know okay. that i know but most people don't know that
1: they're not are treated that way yeah. by law enforcement okay. even if you think that you know cops are the good guys yeah many times they are
3: okay i don't know what don lemon's talking about right there <laughs> I got uh, you're fine he's so hey, like share all over with the me, place. So i couldn't hear it oh shoot oh no i'm so sorry okay so that is to worry
1: about it I, I i watched the video earlier so you're good
3: okay that's my bad um what joseph didn't hear was that he watched earlier was the this joy read clip which is kind of what got all of this stuff uh started mm-hmm. out i did not i if i'm being honest i purposely did not pick up this story for us like i just kind of i knew what was going on with this whole situation and then mm-hmm. talked to a couple people about it um and dave smith covered it about a month ago or whatever um when this clip first came out of joy Reed. um so she does like her normal oh here's the story i'm covering the story for you and she goes but and you go oh well she clearly doesn't really care about anything that's going on in this nope um And she kind of goes into what you were talking about, where she's like, "Well, what about the people of color that are missing?" And she um, talks about some this guy, right? It's like male, twenty-eight, maybe. Um, He's like, I think missing an arm or missing part of his arm or something like that. Um, And she's trying to equate the fact that this guy, who is black, um, Mm -hmm. went missing in the same part of the area. As a girl who is white who has like a million followers on Instagram yep and saying these are the same thing why is no one paying attention to this guy as much as they are to this girl and the other question that has to be asked and then I'll let you take over because I know you had some more to say um she's the media and she's criticizing the media for not covering these stories enough.
1: Uh, that was going to be my point. You took it from me. So I'm you're sorry. Good. No, no, keep going. No, okay, fine. What,
3: what else you got? What else you got?
1: No, I was just, there's I more just to it was funny when she was saying how, you know, the media doesn't cover this stuff. I'm like, well, you work for the media. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm like,
1: you do it. Yeah, like, what am I supposed to do?
3: <laughs> yeah, right? like, yeah we're, was that?
1: We're, we're covering you covering it, but... <laughs> exactly and so there's people you know the, the UFC fighter while Harris his stepdaughter went missing um, last year and I mean I shared it on Twitter and uh, tons of people did the UFC put out a statement a bunch of people did about his daughter missing for two to three days and then come to the, she ended up being yeah. murdered um, and stuff like that so it was terrible but a lot of people shared it and. Um, reviewed it and part of the reason why is because you know this is a famous ufc fighter and that's the what you just said with gabby right it's not that uh, this person's life compared to that person's life who isn't famous uh is any better or worse it's just about the uh, amount of following one has that the other one doesn't and how word of mouth gets it around
3: remember when lady gaga's dogs got kidnapped
0: oh
1: and how that 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 was everywhere it was everywhere dude that's such a great point point.
3: <laughs> and it's like yeah it has nothing to And okay and this is what bothers me is that the whole thing feels and it's not surprising from someone like joy reed um mm-hmm. it what's weird there's a couple things so it bothers me because it just feels like race baiting yep it, it's just like oh why is everyone so obsessed with these white women who go missing and it's like most of the time well for one they're they're getting murdered and there's some sort of like you said some sort of famous aspect to it so it's it's not just that you know random girl goes missing and is murdered by boyfriend and it's all over the news for weeks right right she was at at least in a modern sense like she was legitimately famous i had no idea who she was until all this came no idea but, but that's a that's that's the way it works now like i i was i was testing it out on on justin at work when we were talking about this a couple weeks ago and i said do you know who casey neistat is and he goes no i was like well he has like a hundred million followers on youtube it's like he's famous and you don't know who he is right it's like so it, it it's a different age it's not like everyone knows who brad pitt is right we right. don't we don't live in that world anymore everyone has their like niches or whatever or the things that they're into right hmm and there are people who are famous within those those things Um, there's plenty of other people that I can think of especially on YouTube that I can name that like you probably don't know but they have over a million followers because Mm -hmm. they're specific to like cameras or like whatever exactly Um, and and that's just the way that it is and it's the same way on my end where it's like someone could uh, tell me about some garden lady who has like over a million followers and I'd be like never heard of her never crossed my path even once or the like Gabby Petito or it's like had no idea she was
1: she existed and I yep. knew quite a few people who were following her um so yeah if Jay-Z's daughter Obama's daughter or oh yeah wh- whomever else uh went missing oh you hear about Kanye, it would immediately it would be everywhere yeah
3: so I yeah so. Uh, so all that to be said this I, I, it struck a chord a little bit where I went, huh? Uh, and I, I in uh, when I was watching you, because the term gets brought up, and I went, oh, I guess this kind of is, at least in some circles, a thing. And because this was produced, like this was produced before Gabby went missing, mm. so it's just, it. To be honest, it was a little suspicious that it's like this girl with a million followers goes missing and this term starts coming into the public eye. And then Mm the show on Netflix is like naming their third episode after this quote unquote syndrome. Right. So I found that weird. Not to mention that there's like a bunch of anti holy poke, uh, propaganda, if you will, in, in that episode and the next one, um, to the point where like someone is beaten over the head because of their stance on it.
1: Yeah, and I went. Oh no! <laughs> yep, yep. That's what I had. Uh, I asked Kayla about uh, a lot of this stuff, but um... dude, it's it <sighs> was you. It's trash. It's such trash. Boy. And it.
3: And it uh, so the last thing I'll say about this, and we'll move on. One of the things that bugs me about it so much is that it's discount Dexter. <laughs> so the show is like.
1: It, that's so true <laughs> it is 100 percent.
3: they they basically ripped off the idea from dexter but made the main character completely unlikable he's just like yeah. he's, he's handsome so if he wanted to stalk me it's okay and i'm just like uh oh, kill me um but he uh <laughs> this guy like gets obsessed with women dates them and then murders them that's like his yep. whole thing Whereas and, and he also talks to himself like he's his own narrator like Dexter was, but it's just it doesn't it, it's just not as cool because the guy's not likable. And so nope. in Dexter, right, his whole premise is that he has this insatiable insatiable urge to kill people like he cannot get past it. And so he finds an outlet because there is a piece of him that wants to be a good person in mm-hmm. taking out murderers pedophiles yeah, i can say that whatever um yeah. generally just like the kind people of people who like cheese pizza either y- people who like cheese pizza um and and <clears throat> anyone who generally falls into those categories right so again right. still morally morally gray slash not okay but also you as an audience he had you have the setup you have his solution and you go along with it because you go this is a premise that I can follow despite this person not necessarily being a good person right in you he has a problem and his solution is just as bad as his problem (laughs) and then everything he does in order to satiate that is even worse and as it goes sorry
1: go ahead no, I was gonna say just from the brief, you know, episodes I've seen and stuff like that, it's like the way he covers himself is stupid. Like he wouldn't get caught.
3: Yeah. You know None what I mean? Of it it's not may, like yeah. any. There's some leaps. Yeah. There's some leaps for sure. Um, and it, it what drives me crazy too. And not that you care, anyone listening to this really cares, but like in the third season, so he's married to this girl, mm-hmm. um, who. Is she's pretty much just a, she's a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Um, they I don't even know if they ever actually like straight up call her that, but she is she she murders people on kind of a whim uh, based on her emotions, and um, she is at times written as very smart and capable. Right, while also being very dense and stupid. So like she'll she'll like take someone out right and she'll hide them in the basement but she'll forget to lock the basement and so and and it's stupid because it's kind of like plot convenience mm-hmm. and it's all done so that random person can find bodies in the basement and then also end up dead yep <laughs> and that's kind of like all through season three that's what she keeps doing and she keeps making all these mistakes and it's like you've been doing this for a very long time you are smart enough to piece together things about your husband with just little hints here and there Mm -hmm. you've been able to cover your tracks for years for all these different people that you've hurt but you can't remember to lock doors behind you or have different locks for different areas so that people can't get into places that they you don't want them to be going and you're trying and it's like and the show is trying to convince me that this is a smart woman
1: yeah exactly
3: and, and that's the thing is like no one's likable i don't think
1: you it's, know it's i've, just I've like, seen a bit of the, each season i just don't think it's that good of a show and i don't no, care it's for it either it's actually it, i don't care for it either
3: but but here's the thing it's like this is one of especially Drama among, based entertainment yeah well Drama, maybe. i should say this is one of the most popular shows among women oh, they're like crazy fascinated
1: into it. with and it, and it's like serial killer and I don't understand why nobody
3: goes beyond that because he's a stalker
1: he's yep. <coughs> who learns everything he becomes obsessive about the woman learns everything gets her
3: manipulates gets in her a
1: relationship yeah. manipulates her and then kills her
3: pretty much that's that's pretty much the premise of the show um, and maybe multiple times in a season, or he does that and someone else kills that person out of jealousy.
1: Mm mm-hmm. um, yep.
3: and it's just like, and, and, and the funny thing is, is like at the end of the season of the season, he even admits, he's like, man, without me and my wife in the lives of these people, they were able to heal and actually live normal lives. And I'm like, oh, right. So you see, you're the problem. Correct. And the only thing I can wish for. The only thing I can wish for is that he gets his comeuppance before the show is over in the oh, worst dude, way right. possible, because he's a terrible, terrible person. Absolutely terrible. And he and it's Both just like yeah, and and it, oh my gosh, I, I it's like I just I need like John Bernthal to like show up in the show. <laughs> It's just like the last scene needs to be similar to the way that like the Sopranos ends and he's like sitting in a restaurant eating some food and like the Punisher walks in and you're just like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Finally. Yep. That's the way that I would uh, that's the way I would write the ending of that show because, oh, man, it just pisses me off. and And I keep up with some of this stuff. I mean, I was sick and I was just looking for something stupid to watch. But also, I keep up with this stuff because, again, this is very popular among among certain demographics, and so it's like, why, like, what is it about this that that just like people watch it and they watch it unironically?
1: I just don't, I don't understand. I don't get it,
3: and I'm I know your wife likes it, I guess, but it's 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 one of those things that it's like uh.
1: she likes the psychology behind it and everything <laughs> like that. I'm like. <laughs> sounds dumb to me it's, it's so funny she cracks me up because she'll be afraid of watching halloween or like jason or you know freddie cooper or something like that something that's fantasy horror yeah. right and that couldn't happen to you but yeah she's not afraid of freaking ted bundy serial killer show movie or whatnot something that could actually happen to you
3: <laughs> yeah there's there is definitely this weird Red
1: dissonance
3: there Every, it seems like most women nowadays, generalizing obviously, are really into the serial killer stuff. Oh, and you're like, why? <laughs> like, well, <laughs> like, on the level. I mean, like, I understand, kind of, right? Or if there's like some right. women who are just really into that, but it seems like it's just pervasive. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like,
1: <laughs> oh, man.
3: All right. Well, we're done. We're done talking about that. um Oh, all right. Well, let's move on to DC um why don't you why don't don't you um start us off on this
1: yeah so dc released uh or had their fan dome event this past saturday and they released uh sneak peeks and trailers too for the batman the flash black adam shazam 2 and aquaman 2 among many others as well like the uh, Injustice animated movie, which I believe comes out tomorrow, looks good Ooh. from the In- Injustice comic book series and also video game yes uh, adaptations. Um, and then they also released the uh, the full story trailer for the Court of the Owls um, of hmm. uh, the new Batman video game, to where Bruce Wayne dies. Gotham Knights, and, right? That's yep, that Gotham Knights, and to where. Uh, batgirl and nightwing and robin uh and red hood all have to team together to take out the quarter of the owls and then they also released the suicide squad uh video game <laughs> video game trailer as well so video game releases but we're specifically talking about the movies that were released and i'll give you they released the batman trailer i'll give you my thoughts and then on uh okay, let me thought. say this one
3: thing i am looking forward to that suicide squad game just based on some of the stuff that i've heard about it uh it's gonna be like four player co-op and the, the premise of you killing or quote maybe quote unquote killing an evil justice league just kind
1: of sounds yeah. cool. it just sounds cool i'm wondering if there's going to be the choice we'll to where you actually just instead of killing them you have to like save uh, them or save them in some capacity like it makes more sense for you to save them because they'll help you or whatnot yeah 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 uh i'm actually looking forward to gotham knights and then the uh no i think that was it because it was just a suicide squad and gotham Knights. yeah right? that's the only games that i'm aware of yeah.
3: currently uh but yeah let's uh tell me about the batman
1: trailer tell me what you thought all right so the batman trailer i thought was great the funny thing i noticed the one one of the complaints i have about it is the uh they they do a good job of getting across that Batman's armor is bulletproof, but it's like none of these, you know, henchmen, so to say, who aren't trained probably that well in shooting a gun are just going to be aiming for the, you know, the chest and everything. It's like, Oh, that's bulletproof. Maybe we should aim for somewhere else that has a gaping opening of his, of his face and, and everything. But, uh, I thought the trailer was great. Um, I'm hopeful, you know, I'm cautious, but I'm hopeful in the sense that, you know, it seems like it's going to be more gritty and dark undertone, almost kind of like a. Oh, I don't want you don't want I don't want to say horror, but I guess mm. along the lines of what we were just talking about, like a serial killer, the Riddler, that kind of vibe, like that gritty and dark nature of Batman. I think Robert Pattinson does a great job. Of, it's the kind of like the year one, and anyone who's familiar with the comic book series. Uh, or animated series year one of batman to where he's brand new it's not an origin story so you don't have to worry about that it's batman and he's already been established in his role but it's like the second year and so he's very much still motivated by this sense of anger and revenge and vengeance as it says in the trailer and you can see it i I really love throughout the the trailer you're seeing even when Penguin says when Batman's about to punch him like, whoa man calm down and then you see <laughs> Catwoman's eyes in one in one shot to where when Batman's pounding someone and she's like oh crap like you know you, you almost get this sense that they're very much getting across that he's not he doesn't have any self-control over his mm-hmm. emotions so yeah. he's very much led by rage
3: yeah um do you want me to pick up
1: Yeah, go ahead. Tell you what I think. Tell Uh,
3: me what you think. uh, Where to start?
1: Uh, I'm sorry. I do think I wanted to say this. Yeah, go ahead. I'm not sure. Like Robert Pattinson, actor wise, Mm. I think great. Yeah. Right. But it's more of looks wise. I'm concerned that that may not be as convincing you know what i mean because he's not it's not like he has superhuman abilities yeah you know one of the things that batman gets across is his strength and his size his agility and everything like that and it just doesn't seem in the movies that robin is strong enough to to do all those things uh yeah
3: so yeah uh pattinson his haircut bothers me
1: yeah. Um, drinker oh, point. drinker
3: pointed that out and I was like crap now I'm not going to be able to unsee it. Um <laughs> and then uh you mentioned the bulletproof thing which I hate if I'm being totally honest I think it's ridiculous. Um it, it, is is Batman I understand if he's wearing like armor but for him to take like 60 rounds of auto fire like machine gun right at his chest and he's just like he just keeps going completely on phase i'm like uh, i'm like i kind of hope you guys cut that from the movie like he's he's stealthy he's wearing black and he's a bat for a reason like his his whole thing forever and i understand it's like a stylistic choice and maybe it won't be that big of a deal when the movie comes out it's just something you overlook it just bothers me um yeah really like selena kyle um again as always nervous that they're gonna do this thing where she's just gonna be like i'm better than you the whole movie but yeah i'm i'm hoping I was concerned
1: about that too i'm
3: hoping that's not the case um andy circus is a weird choice as alfred oh, right and it's weird because i saw the trailer a couple times and i was like is that andy circus and i just looked it up and it is andy circus um I, I don't know i the, uh, paul dano playing the riddler is cool um that's an aspect of it like you were saying that i think could turn out to be really really good if it's done Mm -hmm. correctly um because there it feels like they're doing a bit of a seven thing uh Mm -hmm. where it's like you know obviously there's this mystery and he's trying to to figure this stuff out and people are dying and so he's probably mad about that um so um i've also heard this is actually technically year two Just like it's like his second it's his second year, which is nice because yeah, I'm tired of origin stories I don't need another origin story for Batman. We know how Batman became Batman You can leave it alone. All right.
1: Exactly. You don't
3: need to show us the scene show us one more time Right. Well, it's like you don't need to show us the scene where He's walking out of a play and he's with his parents and then a man wants to mug them And then the pearls are ripped off the necklace and they drop in slow motion onto the ground as his parents are both being shot yeah, we've seen it um like every time they've done it in like every movie, right? Every movie. Um, him and Spider Man. I don't want to see any more origin stories of these characters, right? We know how it happens, right? Um, so yeah, kind of happy about that. Uh, Penguin. Okay, you know mm-hmm. he looks like he'll probably just be more of a secondary character. Could turn out to be wrong, and it could turn out to be a lot better than um expected. Uh the grittiness of the
1: movie Less rumored i should say um what is that it's going to be kind of like a horror oh okay psychological film um
3: the dark tone of it is fine I, some people are like really into it and i'm kind of right. like okay this is just kind of more of what like people kind of need to make up their mind because it it feels like a lot of people were annoyed with how dark and gritty Zack Snyder was making the DC universe. Right. Mm -hmm. And I understand that Batman is supposed to be dark and gritty, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know. Like I I almost wouldn't mind something that's like still kind of brutal and in that vein, but maybe doesn't take itself. uh, I don't know. I, I need to see it yeah I well
1: think, i think it's just everything is too early to really comment, sure. on right we we have very limited stuff even the rest like that we have here i mean i can't give you my opinion on the flash or black adam or shazam 2 i can well maybe with the flash you could
3: so um uh, what i'm i think what i'm trying to say is is that ev- when everything is dark and gritty nothing is really dark and gritty right yeah and so this doesn't I don't get excited about, oh, yes, dark, dark and gritty Batman because it's like, I mean, it maybe it's more so than the past ones that we've seen. But a lot of those still were in that vein. I mean, The Dark Knight is not exactly a, a rainbow and flowers and unicorns kind of movie, right? Yeah. Uh, it's pretty dark. There's a lot of, like, really intense stuff that goes on in that movie. Um, so was the one uh, the stuff with, like, Ben Affleck. I mean, he was just, like, moody angry batman
1: yeah i think people are more so expecting this to be like the joker was with todd um phillips so Uh Uh, okay (laughs) like in that type of tone and 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 setting and and maybe even more so uh i mean we'll see the guy i am cautious but hopeful i'm just pulling up matt
3: reeves and what he's oh he did let me in um there's potential for that only based yeah. on one movie that he's made. Um that he's direct so let me check his directing. He has thirteen credits. Okay. Uh yeah, based on one one movie that he's done, uh that people were kind of mixed on it, it was a remake of a foreign film, so a lot of people hate when the American versions of those come out. Though I didn't mm-hmm. think the movie was really that bad. Um and it is well, very he was dark. A writer
1: for The Planet of the Apes, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and filled
3: Yeah. Um I'm talking about Let Me In. Um yeah. which is based on a Swedish film called Let the Right One In. That's a, v- a story about a vampire um like a kid, mm-hmm. "quote unquote" kid because it's really just a vampire who was turned as a kid and is now like really old and very mature but in the body of a child. Um mm-hmm. and so it's very mature like uh there's it's very violent very dark um and he kind of got across that but it's i mean it's a almost like a shot for shot remake so it's it's not exactly like a hard movie to make but i i remember liking it when i saw it um Mm. so there's potential um i don't i I don't know uh it's the only thing trailer i've seen for a superhero type movie recently that i've been at least intrigued by and haven't immediately Mm -hmm. groaned about um I don't. That's really it, man. I yeah, I mean, obviously, it's sort of a wait and see. um, Scenario. Uh, The only other thing and this kind of can lead into these these other films that are coming out um, slash closing the show out. Uh, DC is still so. uh, The way that I described it to somebody earlier today was like, it's a Frankenstein's monster of a universe um they're making this batman movie right you mentioned mm-hmm. joker earlier which is basically in its own universe mm-hmm. um we're we're just now getting a first movie for batman and the flash mm-hmm. we're getting a second movie for shazam which is a character that didn't even show up in justice league right mm-hmm. and he's getting a second movie and he wasn't even in the like team up for the first one
1: uh- um and get one for the second one for Aqu- aquaman as well
3: right um which i hated that aquaman movie i hated it so much it is i didn't care for it either it's so bad and like the cg everything the is, CG slow is bad motion. yeah it's super, all the slow motion all the weird uh underwater uh stuff that was going on where you're just like everybody looks weird um yeah. the bible man costume that the main villain was wearing at the end um it's like way the movie's like two and a half hours long and i'm just like this is not man and i i'm sure the next one's going to be just as big and bombastic and uh minus amber heard more than likely um since she yeah. uh she's in a defecation suit with uh johnny depp right now
1: all of that and i think with the flash the one thing you criticize about it uh, i don't know if you've had the same criticism as i did but with them doing the batman and the flash and it seems like it's going to be oh a, yeah um, a different one like michael keaton's batman
3: yeah because they're doing flat okay so th- yeah this is another thing that always has to kind of be brought up because i think people forget all the time when they do these um what do they call it like events or whatever mm-hmm. so you have like civil, civil war uh when marvel um, did that in uh film form and then they're i guess the flash movie is supposed to be flashpoint but they haven't
1: i don't yeah, know yeah that's what it seemed like right flashpoint the different multi-universes <sighs> and everything yeah
3: oh they're just like hurrying up to that too yeah. um because that's working so well for marvel um <laughs> yeah so i don't really know what's going on they they clearly don't have any sort of
1: direction like, yeah they don't
3: they don't have like a big whiteboard with sticky notes on it with strings coming off that are directing them where the movies are supposed to be going right they're just okay. kind of like well we we need to do a flash movie uh you know maybe we need to leave wonder woman alone for a little while um since that that last one didn't go over very well with people and we're really hurting for money so let's bring in the batman yeah oh yeah now we're finally doing batman which should have been the thing that started the entire thing like yep. I, I, oh man i from no planning it, at all. No, from a layman's perspective, I could have planned this out better for them. Yeah. With just a little bit of like, okay, here's what we got, here's what we need to do, but it's like, all right, I will craft the direction you need to head with this. Mm-hmm. The the people who need movies right away and where you need to go. Right? And this this has been my problem with like Zack Snyder for a long time. Um is that he is like he I think we talked about this back when we we were talking about um his cut of the Justice League. Mm-hmm. Um he considers himself an a- auteur. He thinks he's like way better of a director than he really is. Right. Um and it showed because like I think at the time he was also the um the like kevin feige of the dc universe so he was the guy the show the showrunner if you will there's a term for that that's just slipping my mind but he was essentially Mm -hmm. the showrunner so it was up to him to essentially craft everything that needed to happen and i understand why you would want to start with superman right because i mean Mm -hmm. superman but in my mind at least as far as movies are concerned superman is the hulk right he is overpowered He's not really that interesting in a main role outside of what people liked him for in comics and like a couple different scenarios. Um, Batman is your lead. Batman is your Batman's your Tony Stark. Yep. Like it, it's exactly almost right. one for it's one. So easy. Yeah. So you start with that. Obviously, you have Flash. You cast him better, and you get rid of his goofy run. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman makes sense. Play up. The, the 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 feminine aspect of the thing make it the movie for women do the whole thing they did where they're like we want we want to get as much press on this as possible and have screenings that are just for women like do the whole deal still i think from right. a marketing standpoint i think it's great because no news is bad news as far as like a decent movie is concerned right um cyborg i guess i mean honestly I, you could take him or leave him uh, like yeah but i i don't know like as 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 someone you could
1: do i think you could do cyborg and you could do martian manhunter um along with the rest but you can do their own origin stories and Uh, manhunter and tie them in later or you can you can even leave out manhunter manhunter and
3: and green lantern are tough because you're talking and and this is why aquaman was kind of a problem for me too is because it's going to be heavy on the cg yeah, right. Because if you're talking about a Martian Manhunter origin story, you're essentially talking about, especially nowadays, you're talking about doing a almost fully CG movie. Yeah, because they're not going to do practical I mean, they should right? they should do practical effects for a majority of this stuff. And I understand the whole underwater thing is difficult with Aquaman, which is why. Mm-hmm maybe don't give him a movie i mean i know that movie made a billion dollars and i don't understand why it made a billion dollars and i think it just has to do with jason momoa being like shirtless through most of the movie um i think that's the thing that like got people into seats right um but yeah there's like certain characters that you introduce and you set up as your protagonists right so like think Mm -hmm. about the way marvel did it early on they had captain america they had Iron Man, and they had Thor. And I think before the first Avengers movie came out, those were the only characters that had movies.
1: Mm, I think so.
3: Because the old, it would have been Hawkeye, Black Widow, and the Hulk, right? The, that would have been the other right. part of the team. So you're talking about three movies that set up the beginning of this whole like Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? That lead mm-hmm. into Avengers, which gives you a little bit more about the Hulk, but he's still not like the, a primary character. Um, Black Widow and Hawkeye, who after listening to a couple people's um, like breakdowns of those characters got totally gypped in the mm-hmm. MCU. I'm, I'm like mad. I'm like semi mad about it. Just having listened to a couple people talk about what the potential for those characters could have been early on in the MCU uh, versus giving us Thor 2. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: And well, I mean, here's the thing. At Marvel, I mean, DC can go down their own route and do an origin story for all of the uh, characters they choose and then go into the big, you know, Justice League movie. That is um,
3: not about the the big bad who comes at the very end. who's yeah. Who's at most in the same way. And it sucks that it's almost like beat for beat as far as like some of these things are concerned. But, I mean, maybe not even show Dark Side in the movie right like maybe even go around where you're like we're not even going to show you the villain yet like the big guy yet like not even like a a turn and smirk at the camera thing like you might get reference to something that is a reference to him but none of this other stuff right and you get right you know no one
1: saying his name nothing
3: yeah give it you know and again the mystery the biggest problem with dc is superman yep he's still the biggest problem because he's too he's too strong right like even listening to people who know relatable yeah there's a lot of people who know way more about him than i do and with my limited knowledge i'm sitting here thinking through my head sometimes i'm like all right if i was going to make a superman movie how would i make this work right Mm -hmm. um and one of the things that i heard that i think would be interesting but doesn't work in a cinematic universe necessarily is a young clark kent who hasn't learned how to fly yet Mm. so maybe not high school but like work work the story around the fact that he hasn't learned how to fly yet so he actually has a struggle right he may be the strongest Mm -hmm. man in the world but he can't get anywhere as quickly as he wants to right so Mm. it it limits his abilities um which in a a lot of the time is what makes characters interesting is why batman's one of the most popular characters in comic books because he's limited yes because it's not like, oh, here comes Superman. I guess he's just going to save everybody now, right? <laughs> like there's the actual, obviously knowing that, that Batman doesn't really die, there's still that like, oh, man, how is he going to overcome this obstacle being a human being <laughs> whose only yep. power is money, is that he's rich. That's um, it. Yeah, and that has interesting factors, too, because you're like, ooh, cool gadgets. Like what's he going to use to try to – like what are they going to come up with for him to like take on these these villains? where Superman, he's like, I, I use my fist. I punch.
1: Yep. And, and then, my lasers, yeah, my laser, my laser eyes, my laser eyes, um, and my X-ray vision. Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh my gosh, he's just. And every other power I have, bro. But if you have kryptonite, you got me.
3: You know, if I was if if I was in charge and I was doing something like real serious, I probably wouldn't even bring Superman in right away. Yeah, maybe save it. He would be like late entry when it's necessary for someone who's as strong as he is mm. to kind of take up the mantle so you
1: view him like as captain marvel let's not talk about her
3: but you're not you're not 100 you're not 100 wrong in your assessment of that but let's not talk about her <laughs> um but yeah i mean in the sense that like you would have the story of batman being the leader right they're taking right. on someone that's within the realm of uh, the Justice League minus Superman being able to take on, right? right? And then as time progresses in the movies and you start to see – I mean, like it's almost like it's set up like Dragon Ball Z. As time progresses and as the villains that are showing up are getting stronger and stronger and Batman – and maybe Batman gets hurt really bad at some point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then – he's able to come to the realization through the course of the Justice League two or something, right? Or whatever. That he cannot be this the front man as far as like I'm helping take on every challenge that comes my way because I'm just as capable as the rest of the Justice League, right? Maybe it's something where he gets hurt bad enough by someone who out like outmatches him significantly. Mm. to go i'm the brains of the operation i'm the funds of the operation are you good can you hear me
1: yeah no okay. i can hear
3: you um we got to close out anyway it's we're over the hour mark but i'm just saying, like this is the stuff that i love talking about because it's like the the details of how this stuff potentially could work out well um but you do like that. that's how you make stuff a little more interesting and like i don't want to say subvert people's expectations because that's become like an annoyance in hollywood as well but being like look we're making d we're going to do dc we're going to make some interesting choices superman's not going to be uh, involved early on yeah. because we all know and just be honest about it. it's like we all know that he's way too powerful and if you have to bring him in bring him in as clark kent i can't fly right and maybe so i'm not limit him in some capacity Yeah, maybe i'm still not as strong right right um or you know if you really want to well i don't know you'd have to have come up with some sort of it, that's the problem is it. it always kind of comes down to these contrived things where it's like well you got to find a way to make like the sun not be as strong so that he's not as strong and it's like yeah oh bro like it's just kind of those things where you have to make kind of absurd leaps in order to get him to be in a place where he's not just super strong super strong and can flick away most of the villains with his finger and kill all these people if he wanted to uh, you know, make him a villain in a movie and have everybody <laughs> have to figure out how to fight him right right i don't know it's just, it just it's it's tough but i mean i think there's interesting ways that you can handle it that people would be accepting of if you were honest about the situation mm. and you're like
1: superman he's just too strong yeah what can we do yeah to fix this
3: and really the best answer is just don't have them show up for a really long time you know yeah, no, i
1: think that's smart because that's captain marvel's problem too she's too strong yep and so unrelatable and that's yeah. what we said it's just you know mary sue or what do they call the men who are like oh uh you're right there is a phrase for it i forget but that phrase is what superman is i'm gonna look it up Male Mary Sue. A G.I. Joe? Oh,
3: What's the I male don't... version of a Mary Sue? What the? <laughs> He's trying to get uh, me to like pay for research papers.
1: <laughs> i at this up um, on the
3: internet. Matt Sue? No, that doesn't sound right. If it is,
1: that's not clever at all. No, I would just...
3: it's really just mary sue yeah so Uh, that's
1: essentially what both of those characters are and why they they fail to resonate among their audience because it's well there's no storytelling involved
3: yeah he works in the context of like the g like the jesus figure which was kind of what he was mm-hmm. symbolized to be early on when they were writing him even though there's a great website people need to check out i think it's called like superman's a jerk or something like that and it show it goes through all of these examples of superman doing horrible things to people <laughs> in the comics um i remember uh, Nerd nerd talking about that a couple of weeks ago on one of his live streams it was killing me <laughs> he's like That's throwing hilarious. dogs or something like that um. Anyway, uh, Joseph, do you have anything else you want to add about the DC stuff before we head out?
1: Nah, that's it.
3: Awesome. That was a good conversation. I enjoyed that. Same. All right, everybody. Well, that's going to be it for episode 39 of The Underground. Thank you guys for listening, or if you're watching on Odyssey, thank you guys for watching. We will be back on Tuesday with uh, more news and commentary on all of the just the most interesting things happening in in the world today. Um, I mean, who knows? Man, I I feel like every week it's just this great mystery box of stuff that's going on in the world and people with really, uh, what what would the word be like? Just great hot takes. (laughs) Yeah, right. On the current current state of things. Um, Thank you, guys. Uh, We'll be back uh, next week. Take care. Politics ruins everything.
2: Tell me what's worse than learning all that you led to believe was all horse crap. They distort, so question as if you war shack. Horsemen, forcemen, and they've long been having the course mapped. It ain't that you can't see, because you can find it, homes, it's that you don't want to. You cope by putting the blindness on. I've been trying to find some kind of way, but I've kind of known that y'all would rather whine and last to nonsense, because your mind is gone. I can't save every person in and It's bringing the worst out the very earth And every perk of living on this turf Is being chipped at and nerfed But I can't sit back and lurk I've got to hit back, I'm certain it's my purpose And it's a beautiful thing too Uh Hold up Yeah, Hey, hey. Looking at the technological advances I used to be on dial-up looking for answers. Now what? Underappreciating was candid. and 20 years later we got computers that hand-fit. Used to be playing Sega Genesis with bros. Now I'm gaming with some folks on the other side of the globe. Used to go through a label if you trying to blow. Now people got more options on the table. Got a post. Social media got us connected as ever on every medium. Should be more righteous and clever, but what we see in this communication is error and still the devious. Evil's immediate, tedious that you gotta be remediate. Cause idiots get heebie jeebies in the event that they don't agree with you. Try to ruin your whole life cause you say what they dislike. God forbid y'all disagree without a fight the type of stuff that will clear up if you lighten up jack your trifle subject your life would right if you give up that you're mad at nothing not adding up when you're sad enough at a sad second that gets aggravated and now you pay it forward let people make your blood boil emotions firing like microwave for you or the oil they annoy you you add another's neck for the wrong reasons election years now seeming like full-blown seasons man. You let politics ruin, or rather, control your whole life, man. You're going to be a miserable person, straight up. And unfortunately, that's where we're at. A lot of people are consumed by this. And it's driving them crazy. And they hate their neighbors. Sad.